This is Thoughts on the Table by DisgracesOnTheMenu.com. Hello and welcome to Thoughts on the Table, the audio blog on food and food culture. Paolo here again, your host. So one of the things I like to do is sometimes um, talk about some of the articles I wrote in the past. And uh, the idea is to uh, add the contribution of the spoken language. And this is the case for this episode today, where I would like to talk about Italian words gone wrong, six mistakes native Italians don't make. (laughs) So this was uh, something that started uh, from a collaboration with a couple of friends, uh, Carlo Settembrini and Cecilia Razzelli particularly. And the main premise is that, and I read... Even though Italian food is prominent in North America, as well as other English-speaking countries, restaurant menus often use Italian words in ways that are not even remotely close to what would sound natural to a native Italian. And it isn't just because of spelling mistakes. The grammatical and logical use of Italian words is also frequently incorrect. So to help illustrate the variety of errors, we grouped the mistakes into six distinct families. So let's get started. Family number one, spelling. When native Italians look for authentic Italian restaurants abroad, they often assess their authenticity merely on the number of spelling mistakes they can spot on the menus. Since the Italian language is mostly phonetic, so it's written as pronounced, mostly, spelling is generally not an issue over there, which is why spelling mistakes stand out even more to Italians. Some spelling mistakes reflect the way Italian words tend to be pronounced by English natives. Take focaccia, for instance. Its misspelled counterpart Focaccia is gaining popularity because it's closer to how it sounds in English. At other times, alternate English spelling reflects the dialect of the first Italian Americans. Words like capicola and macaroni, for instance, bear clear signs of a southern Italian heritage, as opposed to their Italian counterparts, capicollo and maccheroni. Other words like linguini and zucchini reflect a combination of causes, their dialectal origin and the way they correctly spell linguine and zucchine sound when read with an English accent, linguini and zucchini. Family number two, plural versus singular. Even when spelled correctly, Italian words may be misused in the context of a sentence because of an incorrect grammatical number. A classic example of this mistake is using the word panini to refer to a single sandwich. It's not clear why the plural panini entered the English language instead of the singular panino, although one theory is that panini is assonant with other Italian-sounding words like zucchini and linguini, so it sounds more Italian. But regardless, a sentence like I'd like a panini sounds to a native Italian as wrong as I'd like a sandwiches. And it goes without saying that the word paninis doesn't make any sense to a native Italian since it's a double plural. 
The same mistake occurs when biscotti is used to refer to a single cookie. The word gelati instead is often used interchangeably with the word gelato, when in reality obviously it's the plural of gelato and should be used when referring to two or more Italian ice creams. It is true though that when using the English language, nobody is expected to use Italian grammar. Therefore, words like paninos, gelatos, and pizzas are perfectly acceptable. In fact, Italians do the same with English words. They adopt the singular form and use it interchangeably, both as singular and as plural. In Italian, for instance, we say un computer, due computer. We don't say due computers as it would be correct in English. Family number three, feminine versus masculine. In the Italian language, nouns have gender. Moreover, articles and adjectives must match the gender of the nouns they're used with. Because of this, besides knowing if the nouns are plural or singular, in order to write proper Italian, one must know the gender of the nouns. Luckily, most of the time it's easy to tell if a word is masculine or feminine. If it ends with an A, A, it's feminine. If it ends with a no, it's masculine. So, for example, because pizza is feminine, one should say pizza classica, not pizza classico. And it's pasta ai gamberi, not pasta alle gamberi. Consistency is important. <laughs> it sounds really wrong otherwise to a native Italian. Family number four. Adjective versus noun. Many Italian dishes bear colorful names also thanks to the use of descriptive adjectives. As an example, bolognese means from the city of Bologna. When native Italians use words like bolognese to refer to the famous kind of ragù, which is a generic word for a meat sauce, they say alla bolognese meaning in the style of the city of Bologna. The sentence I've had bolognese pasta is also likely incorrect because it just means I've had pasta from the city of Bologna and it's not saying anything about the sauce. Worse yet, if you order a bolognese in a restaurant, it will sound like you're ordering a person from Bologna and that would be a very dubious kind of meat sauce. Similarly, Parmigiana means from the city of Parma. As for the famous eggplant dish instead, it's equally correct to say melanzane alla parmigiana, parmesan eggplants, or parmigiana di melanzane, parmesan of eggplants. The letter using parmigiana as a noun. And to conclude this category of mistakes, let's not forget that the word balsamic is an adjective and it means curative, or having the same properties of a conditioner. And it makes no sense to an Italian to use balsamico without a noun or pronoun. So you can't have anything like, I'll have balsamic on my salad. Balsamic what? Family number five. 
family number five. Generic versus specific. Formaggio cheese, salsiccia sausage, prosciutto ham. Don't make any sense to a native Italian because they are redundant. Formaggio is Italian for cheese, salsiccia is Italian for sausage, and prosciutto, cotto, is Italian for ham. So in Italy, all you're really saying when you say salsiccia sausage is sausage sausage, or ham ham, cheese cheese. We know the prospect of Italian food is exciting, but just one term will do. (laughs) As for the origin of this construct, it may come from the North American practice to use generic product names combined with specific adjectives. For instance, people say cheddar cheese or tuna fish. When really cheddar or tuna can't be anything other than cheese and fish, respectively, unless you're really referring to the city cheddar in England. Interestingly, however, gelato ice cream is technically correct, since gelato is not exactly Italian for ice cream. It's a particular kind of ice cream, denser, less sweet, and less fat. And because of this, it may actually be justifiable to use gelato ice cream as a marketing strategy to indicate a specialty product. It's a kind of ice cream, from Italy. Also technically correct is saying espresso coffee, since espresso is indeed descriptive of a specific kind of coffee extraction. In Italian coffee bars, however, people just call it espresso, or even simply coffee, since the coffee sold in coffee bars is almost exclusively espresso. Italians also, when they order a coffee variation, like an espresso macchiato, they sometimes just skip the word espresso and just go for the diversifier, like macchiato or corto. Vorrei un macchiato. I'd like a macchiato, which means a stained, which really refers to an espresso shot stained or spotted with milk. So you may think, what about ricotta cheese instead? Well, that's completely wrong, technically, because ricotta is not even cheese. It's actually made from whey, and it's just really a dairy product, latticino in Italian. In the Italian language, the following are generic names as well. As we said, panino is generic for bread roll or sandwich, whether it's grilled or not. Biscotto is a generic name for cookie, though Italians' cookies tend to be crunchy rather than chorizo, maybe more of a biscuit. Antipasto is the generic translation of appetizer. It's not a particular kind of appetizer made of pickled vegetables, olives, and tuna. And finally, latte, which is the generic name for milk. Cold milk, if you don't say anything else. So that's what you would get if you just ordered a latte in an Italian bar. The proper name for the espresso-based drink is latte macchiato, which is milk with a stain of coffee, which is a little bit different than cappuccino, but in the same family. And speaking of family, family number six, food versus preparation. To end this list of mistake families, we can't leave out one of the most mysterious one, exemplified by the Italian-American dish called shrimp scampi. Scampi is plural of scampo, the crustacean, 
similar to a small lobster or langoustine. For some reason, it also became the name of a preparation based on tomato, garlic and white wine. But really, shrimp scampi doesn't make any sense to a native Italian because it's essentially shrimp shrimp. But then when things really get strange is when the word scampi is used to indicate just the preparation based on tomato, garlic and white wine and therefore used uh, maybe with the word chicken, chicken scampi, which was on the menu at Olive Garden. And makes no sense, it's like saying chicken shrimp. Finally, to end this category and also this podcast, calamari, another example where non-native Italians may confuse an ingredient with its preparation. So whereas in Italian, calamari generically means squid, outside of Italy, and especially in North America, it refers to its deep-fried, ring-shaped slices, so that particular preparation. So yeah, this concludes this article and this podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you're not familiar with the article itself, uh, you can find it on thisgracesonthemenu.com by using the search bar and looking for Italian words. It'll bring up the article as a reference for the spelling of the Italian words mentioned here. And hopefully the uh, spoken version also could be useful as a reference for those who read the article to know how those Italian words are pronounced by a native Italian like me. Thanks again for listening and have a fantastic day. Bye-bye.